really sing. <laughs> la 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 Hello and welcome to the Sports Blog NY Podcast. I am your host, Alex Gargento. Please make sure to like, rate, and review on the iTunes podcast, uh, as well as the Google Play, wherever podcasts are sold. Uh, I'm joined here today by my main man, Alec Argento. Uh, Suh. <laughs> That's how that usually goes, right? Exactly that was almost spot on. Except for I have one question. What? What, what, what was the, the thought behind the choice Sport Blog NY? Combining the SBNY and the Sports Blog New York, like you just Sport Blog NY, is that what you... It has a better ring to it. Does it? I don't make it. I'll make the rules how it works. It's a better <laughs> podcast name. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll actually I'll make that note for future intros. Yeah, like that song N Y N Y, that Frank Sinatra song. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you can make it there, that one. Yeah. yeah. Right, right, right. If you no, can, you're thinking of a different one. No. <laughs> uh, well, if you can make it making the intro, then I guess you can make it making the intro on any. You should Are we be rolling. My, you should have. Yeah, we're rolling. <laughs> we're recording. You should just have your own podcast then. <laughs> I'm gonna chew into the microphone. If you had, um, if you, if you chew, <laughs> it sounds like it. Um, if you had your own podcast, Al, what would you call it? Uh, lukewarm opinions. Lukewarm opinions. Yeah. No, don't put. Actually, you know, you just put that out for the public. Someone's gonna take it now. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm not really too worried about. It. <laughs> I'm, not too, I'm not too worried about. It. Well, maybe after we get a, if that next guest coming on. Oh, little tea. Now, see, look at you. You're doing the intros now. You're Bada teasing bing. future episodes. You're you're really you're really growing up, man. I'm proud Bada. of you. Bing. <laughs> <laughs> Your confidence is pouring through the microphone right now. Um, yeah, you're right though. We're having a really cool guest on uh, soon. I don't know. I don't know if we're gonna be posting it this week or next week, but it's like real soon. Oh yeah, it's gonna be exciting for everybody involved. Oh, yeah. I'm very pumped up. Tiger so, Woods, huh? Tiger Tiger Woods, y'all. <laughs> oh. That would be a pretty wild get. Get. Uh, sure would be. All right. Sure would be Pete. Huh. Any other golfer would be cool. I I couldn't name one other golfer. Really, you can. R- Rory McIlroy. <laughs> I wish that was his name, actually. Rory McIlroy. Um, McIlroy. I can't even say it. Um, well, other otherwise, we're gonna be talking about baseball, right, dude? It's baseball season. I thought. Woo! You don't. I mean, you you're not portraying the same excitement that you portrayed to me earlier today. No, I mean I've been watching all the spring training games like a loser. Right. <laughs> I was watching. I was watching. Uh, Red Sox, it was a Red Sox Orioles yesterday. It was on MLB Network or something. Well, Red Sox Rays yesterday on MLB Network on uh, for a spring training game in like the sixth inning when it wasn't a starter. And I was like, uh, I should probably go out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you make me feel better for watching like the Magic versus the Heat summer league game. Yeah. So, hey, well, thank you. W- once the season starts, though, I'm, I'm strictly Yankees. You can't split your time with baseball like you can do it like basketball or football. Like, for real. Yeah, you have, you have your one team. I mean, what? Literally 70% of the games are on at the same exact time. Yeah, and I'm not going to watch during work or anything like that unless it's my team. True. All right. Well, we're going to have a lot of baseball to watch. Actually, shout out Jason Stark on Twitter. Uh, I saw him put out a tweet earlier that I read, and it was it was a real nice thing to read as a baseball fan. Basically, uh, since we now have spring training games every day, from this day on until the All-Star break, there will not be a day without a baseball game, Alec. Does that make you happy? Oh yeah, does that make your nips hard? <laughs> well, one of them, one isolated nip is hard. You have that one baseball nip. I feel that. <laughs> I feel like most people have that. <laughs> uh, it is pretty exciting, actually. And even as a Met fan, we're going to be talking about a lot about the Yankees and the Mets today. But even as a Met fan, there's some things to like. You know, I I can usually be pretty pessimistic, and I'm going to end up being pretty pessimistic. But there's some things it's like you want to see, right? And Cespedes, like 
Speaking of golf, that we brought it up before, Cespedes Ooh. isn't playing golf anymore. Is that is that what like causes his laziness? I'm, I don't follow that story. Everyone was making a huge. It was the front, it was like the back page of the post the other day. I mean, it didn't bother me. Like if that's his thing, that's his thing. Like it's not my bag, baby. But <laughs> <laughs> you, you couldn't wait to force that one in. Um, he was playing like nine holes. I think sometimes even doing eighteen holes on like game days. <laughs> like I don't care if it doesn't mess up with your swing. Like you're just tired after. Doesn't he that. also like smoke cigarettes in the dugout? Yeah, it like, doesn't does, bother like, me. Keith Hernandez it. I'm well, pretty it sure definitely bother you. I don't care if anybody's yeah, no, he's right. doing it. He's doing it like in the in the, <laughs> in the alleyway, and yet he won't run after like a fly ball on defense. <laughs> he it's really head scratching. Yeah, he doesn't try to run out grounders either. You gotta love him. <laughs> yeah, and and speaking of him, in his uh, spring training game yesterday, he hit a nice home run. You'll go on yard. Sunday. So uh, there's some st- there's some things you want to watch as a Met fan. You want to see what of the pitchers can be healthy, right? You got you got to hope for one or two of them to hopefully be healthy. I guess. Harvey Wheeler are going to be interesting. It's a ground contract year, isn't it? It is a degr- if it's not oh, this no, it's, year, it's, it's Har- next Harvey's year. Contract year. I don't know if it's Degrom's. I would say Degrom's is next year. I'll, I'll check that up as we talk. Um, so there's some things you want to watch as a Met fan, even though maybe not too much expectations. Uh, even though I was talking to some people yesterday and they were already putting wild card expectations on the Mets, I'm like, why? How? Because what? Well, we were also talking. You and me, you and me were hanging out the other day. We were talking about the Phillies. Don't sleep on the Phillies at all. I could see. Is that a friend plug? What was that? We're friends plug. Kind of. No big deal. I don't don't want to brag. Okay. You know. (laughs) (laughs) But the I think the Phillies are going to like be second in that division, and I think it's going to close. It's not going to be like how the the uh, um, how the the Nationals ran away with it by like fifteen games, like they did last year. Uh, I mean, everyone's going to get a couple extra wins because of the Marlins being that bad, and the Braves. Braves are going to be a little bit better. Their farm system starting to come up. I could see the Mets being in third or fourth place this year. Right. Which wouldn't put them in a wild card situation. Well, right. I could t- it could. I could see them being a wild card. Totally yeah. Could. You, don't yeah. Think it's too, you don't think it's super crazy. I, I could see them being, they're never going to win the division, but I could see them being sem- somewhat relevant or like, you know, pretty shitty. <laughs> exactly. Pretty I, I, there's a lot of things that could happen. That's why I guess, like I said, the number one thing for me is that there is things we want to see and want. To see how they play out, so it's gonna be interesting. On the other hand, though, this okay. is the, this is our year time where everyone in the, in the league collect, collectively, everyone, whatever you uh, team you root for, this is our year. This right. is the year that we're gonna do it. It's, there's nothing like it for me. And I think baseball and football, more than basketball for sure, are sports in the sense that you can really feel that. You oh know? yeah, like the Orlando Magic weren't coming into camp. Like we're really trying to make a splash this year. <laughs> Yeah, any team can win in baseball at any year. I mean, you know, look at the teams. Didn't that, the Twins? Did the Twins make the wild card last year, or they they made the wild they card? Played the Yankees, Yankees, right. They played the Yankees, right? And they, they weren't the, supposed to be good at all. No, they they they. I don't know if you remember this. They traded for Jaime Garcia, um, right right before the trade deadline, and then they lost like five games in a row, and then traded him to the Yankees. Like, are we, they were buyers and they were sellers within a week span. It was crazy. And then they uh, and then they had had a. Uh, uh, they somehow got to the wild card, but they got smoked. They weren't like a real good team. Right. Last year, the American League, actually, the whole league was really top heavy, um, which isn't really the case usually in baseball. Usually, there's a lot more parity, but uh, I could totally see that happening again this year with the way the teams are you know, front loaded. That's what I'm saying. So it's definitely going to be interesting. And then obviously, Crosstown with the the Bronx Bombers or the are they the baby are they going to be the baby bombers anymore? I feel like they graduated uh, the baby no, bombers. Crushmore? Ooh, is that is that uh. Whose vehicle is that? Who started that I one? I saw it on Reddit today. Okay, Pretty good. Mount Crushmore. I don't like. Not, does it, not bad. Does it? Is it because there's four of them? Uh, is there four of them? Uh, 
I guess so. It doesn't really matter. You can take whatever you want. Like, who's the fourth guy? Is it obviously Sanchez, Stanton, Judge? Is Bird the fourth member of Mount Crushmore? Sanchez, Stanton, and, uh, and Judge. Or is it the ghost of Girardi's past? <laughs> I guess <laughs> I guess it would probably be Bird. Uh, although, I, I'm, I'm like the only person in the world who like remembers what Bird did in the first three months of the the. the, the the, 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 the season last year. There you go. Yeah, get that one out. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I, I, I guess Bird, he, if he's just healthy and not a head case, because he, was, he wasn't even hurt last year. He was just in his own head. It was one of those fake injuries where they, like, Oh, yeah, so they just took a bone out of his ankle for funsies. Yeah, I don't even know that they did that. They, they were just, they, they, they were like, we don't know what's going on. We have no idea what it was. It took, like, three months. And they're like, well, maybe this will work. And they just took a bone out of his foot. And they're like, oh, sure. I think you need to find you need to if you actually going to make your own podcast you got to do the MLB outsiders like that's a that's an NBA outsiders at heart take right there. What the the fake fake uh, surgery? Fake like surgery. Come on. <laughs> I could hear Duffy right now that Jimmy Butler didn't actually tear his meniscus. That him and the GM are in cahoots and they need him to get rest before the playoffs. <laughs> it's a fake and non-contact. It, was, it didn't look like much. That's true. His knee did not go to soup. I'll tell you that. <laughs> it wasn't a complete knee soup. It was more like a knee chowder. I mean, ch- isn't chowder soup? Come on, Pete. Yeah, but it's like be much better. thicker. It's not Ooh. as loose. Come on, if you if you pour chowder out of a bowl, it's gonna like slide out chunky. Now I want to throw. With up. soup, I, it's this, just this, like. This, blah, blah. This, <laughs> this went off the rails real quick. <laughs> Actually, it's really messed up. I really feel bad for Jimmy Butler. I hope he comes back. I'm just super happy that it wasn't a uh, an, a torn ACL. Yeah, isn't a meniscus tear like pretty significant though? Uh, well, I mean, he could be back for the playoffs technically. Can he? Yeah, four to six weeks possibly. That's it. I mean, he's technically right now. He's currently out indefinitely, which means likely not. But that also could mean they're waiting to see how rehab starts I, going. I thought a meniscus tear was just an MCL tear was just like an ACL tear. It's not an MCL tear. It's a meniscus. That's not the Isn't same. Isn't that what, what the M stands for in, in CL? I don't know. We're not doctors. True. Hey, get, get Paul's dad out here. True. Who's hey, Paul? hey, Paul, call your dad. Ask him. You're playing 2K. You're not doing anything useful. Yeah, Text him. You guys mind if I chew into or, the Or just Google it, Paul, actually, if you can. <laughs> no, nah, I could do that. But no, nah, I don't know. I don't, I don't. I feel like a dum-dum being an athlete for a couple of years in my youth. <laughs> not knowing that there's MCL meniscus. But I don't think the same thing. Either way, we, got off the, we definitely got off the rails there a little bit. Um, <laughs> back to... Injuries, though. So I want to I hop off the Yankees for a minute because they're like the big topic of conversation. And so it's only natural to hop off that conversation. Yeah, we're going to save it for the. We got to save <laughs> it for. You got to leave uh, a little bit of the dessert for later. You, you know what I mean? Birds. You can't. If you, I do. Imagine you ate all the cake before dinner. Like you can slip in a piece and no one's looking. But if you eat the whole cake, everyone's going to be pissed at you if you put the, eat the whole cake before well, dinner. If you have any piece of the cake, if they were waiting on it, you see, oh, there's, you know, one piece missing. Like who, who took that piece of cake? Yeah, but at least there's still <laughs> cake for everybody else. They're just getting off the rails real quick. <laughs> <laughs> there's no sports going on right now. <laughs> like, there's just nothing minimal, going on. Minimal sport. Um, some sports going on, though, for Zach Wheeler, since he made his triumphant return last year, which wasn't triumphant at all. I'm just kidding. But he's now back. He's throwing. Jerry's Familia had some comments saying that, like, did you see Zach Wheeler, man? His stuff looks great, which is, like, a weird thing. But uh, I, I saw an article today in the, da- the old Daily News, and some guy, I forget, maybe John Harper wrote it, said... Can Zach Wheeler possibly play a role like Chad Green did for the Yankees? So Chad Green, you can probably explain in more depth, but was a starter type pitcher, then moved to the pen for the Yankees. His stuff was very do- like almost dominant as a reliever, and made a little made a year out of it for sure, and now made a career out of it. Can you see Zach Wheeler segueing and using his good stuff to really take advantage of that bullpen relief? Well, it's a little weird, like baseball nowadays, where most relievers were failed starters. Like nobody came up 
being um, you know, a reliever to, to start their career in the minors or like you know coming out of college like that. But people are doing that nowadays. So I don't know. The reason Chad Green is so good coming out of the pen is because he doesn't have a lot, like a big repertoire of pitches. He um, his fastball just moves differently, like kind of like how Mariano's cutter moved differently than everyone else. I don't know that Zach Wheeler has anything innately like that. Like he has good stuff. Um, kind of he kind of telegraphs his pitches a little bit, gets rocked a little bit every now and then. He's also injury prone, but I don't know that he has. I mean, how how hard does he throw? Like how hard does he throw consistently? Uh, I think he was sitting in the mid nineties this, this time mid-90s. around. So if yeah, you, if he might have been a little quicker. But before. if you concentrate that too in an inning or two, you're probably hitting upper nineties. You know, right? Um, yeah, I could see him being pretty good. I mean, he, he, I mean his slider's always been his like his bread and butter. But that's what everyone coming out of the Mets organization has. That's always a problem is that they teach him this power slider, which destroys your elbow, which is why all of them have have elbow injuries. Um, so I guess if you can you know concentrate that to one or two innings uh, every now and then, that's fine. But that's that is literally the, always the reason why all of these Mets pitchers keep getting hurt. Like they they tell them to overthrow and to throw this power slider, which is so bad on your elbow. So it kind of sounds like you don't think this idea is crazy, though. No, I I, I could see it working. I don't, but I don't know that he has the the kind of stuff to do that. I and mean, also, you know, the mental capacity because it, it takes a lot to the uh, take a takes a nice hit to the ego to get out of the rotation and put into the long relief spot. Yeah, I guess. So. I mean, like Andrew Miller is like. He was a starter. Yeah, but he that that dude clearly is egoless. Like he, but but I yeah, but I was just saying like he's the best reliever in baseball for my money. Um, and you know he's a failed starter if you think of it that way. He came in as a starter and he stunk it up, and then uh, he became the best reliever. And in he baseball. like, but he like, so bought, Mar- he bought, Mar- 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 Rivera was the was a failed starter. He became, bought into the role. People don't really become closers until college. Like even high school, like the closers usually just the. The guy who's just not good enough to start, you know. In college, there's a little bit more strategy to it. So that's when it really starts starts uh, separating, I guess. But like you said, Andrew Miller, as a failed starter, it's, it is weird to think about seeing how dominating he's been over major league baseball hitters. So I think it's interesting to talk about Zach Wheeler because it, it is it, that the plan. Is that what Mickey Calloway is saying, or is this no? This was just an article that I saw, and it's interesting because I'm pretty sure, even though we don't know who's actually the real pitchers on the Mets staff right now, they have too many. At the same time, did you hear that thing that Mickey Callaway said the other day about dry humping? Uh, no, uh, but can you please was, elaborate? I, I forget what it was, but he, he was like, uh, he's like, essentially saying like, I don't want to get worked up for nothing. He's like, uh, he's like, uh, you know, I don't want to get the, like the relievers coming up and then putting them down again. He's like, I don't want to dry hump out there. And everyone was just like, what? <laughs> like, excuse, excuse me, Mick. <laughs> everybody, everybody knew what he meant, but it's like, did you just say that? I, I, I didn't. He meant what he said, though. It was like, it was, he, he might as well this, said, I don't want a blue ball. It's exactly that's what I'm saying. It's the exact same thing. <laughs> it's really funny. That's a very Mets moment. I think it happened a couple weeks ago. I don't, I don't know how how recent that was, but it was just really funny. I like it. I'm behind. It. Um, I don't want my guys getting blue balled either. So fair enough. Also, quick uh, science lesson: medial collateral ligament is the MCL. And the meniscus. Meniscal lateral ligament. That that would be the MLL. <laughs> what you just described. Now the meniscus. I'm not a and, doctor, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> the meniscus and the MCL are different. So, FYI. So we don't sound like complete idiots. So, so an MCL and an ACL would be like comparable injuries. They're more similar. Yes, uh, correct. Uh, but back to the Mets. What do you think about Matt Harvey right now? What do you think about Matt Harvey coming up this year? I, I think he's, I think he's a dark horse, like comeback oh, of the year type of player. Would you call him a dark knight? I wouldn't. Oh, I would not. Because so you really think he has a chance to be comeback, dark horse I comeback? Just, I don't like that you tried to bait me into saying dark knight. I knew what I was saying, and I, I didn't say that. I thought you were gonna say it. No, no, I hate that. I hate nonsense like that. 
All right. Well, talk talk about Matt <laughs> I'm a Harvey. Yankee fan. We don't like to have fun. Okay. We like to have. All right, yeah. judges chamber, <laughs> Mr. Guy, get I, out of I here. Bleachers, chamber. creatures. Whatever. All right. Why do you think Matt Harvey can be a dark horse comeback guy? Contract year, baby. Contract All about the year, Benjamins. Baby. Yeah, hundred percent. You think he's not motivated by money? I mean, if, if there's ever a player in the world to be motivated by money, it's Matt Harvey. His stuff didn't go away. He just, you know, he wasn't. If Mickey Callaway is a, is a, was a former pitching coach, right, for the Indians? Correct. Who had a great pitching staff, so he knows how to manage pitchers. Which some would is why say. he some would can't say. come over here. Yeah, I think I think if he if he could wrangle up all those people and just keep them away from injury. Although, I mean, they're, they're, the Indians always had their fair share of injuries around the rotation, but whatever. Um, he wants to get paid. I think most people just have injuries around the rotation nowadays. That's true. Yeah. But um, Harvey's going to want to get paid next year. And uh, he's going if, to, if he doesn't, he'll end up going to like the Yankees on like a one year prove it deal and then be like a Cy Young player. And that's, that's, that's the type of Mets thing that would happen. As, honestly, like David Cohn, he was a Met before a Yankee, yeah. right? And then was a World Series <laughs> champion as a Yankee, like integral part of their team. <laughs> it happens a lot. It's pretty uh, cool. Uh, uh, not Daryl Strawberry, uh, Dakin. Daryl Strawberry was also a Yankee, no? No, no, yeah, but but Doc Gooden came like he was he was like in jail, and then he came back and threw like a no hitter. <laughs> he was a disgraced athlete, and then came back and threw a no hitter. Like, it's not easy being your little brother, man. I'll tell you what. Uh, that's pretty interesting, though. I kind of I kind of agree. I don't know if it's like my Mets blindness of just like kind of always being a little hopeful. Even now, you should be hopeful, man. This is the time of year you get to be hopeful. That's true. We have like a couple more weeks of spring training where it doesn't matter if you win or lose. You just gotta like. Well, I mean, it kind of matters. The Yankees are three and now. Oh wow, that's super. <laughs> that's super cool for on, you. On pace, to not lose this year. <laughs> I saw. Speaking of that, like speaking of an on pace thing, I saw an Instagram post today saying that LeBron James is on pace to play eighty-two games this year, aka just play the full season. Just to play the full season, like to play the whole every game. For the first time in his career, like in 15 seasons, like, yeah, because no, he, he's, he's sure chosen he's not to play 82. Like every year, he takes like eight games off for funsies. He does take it, eight which he should. I think he's probably going to take them soon because well, he plays 48 minutes a game. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Yankees on pace to not lose. That's pretty fun. Mets. I think the season Mets are ended today. The Yankees would have the best record in the league, <laughs> tied for it. I'm sure there's someone. Yeah, I'm just making that up. I don't know. Who the hell sure. cares? You know, I I made fun of you. I think last. Or, time on the podcast or something like that, how you guys get excited about like pitchers and catchers. I say you guys representing all baseball fans, like Love hard it. hardos. Like you guys, pitchers and catchers, oh my God. Like spring training's back. You feeling the juices now? Like for real, for real? 100%. We had like that 70 degree weather day the other day. Um, sunny up. And I think, there was, I think was, you know, spring training's going on. It's like, okay, baseball's back. Like, there's nothing better than that first 70 degree you know, watching one of those randomly televised games uh, on your phone at work or something like that, <laughs> being like, "Okay, we're like twenty days away, and we're good to go." Having beers in the middle of the day while we watch the uh, from the bleachers for opening day, which I do every year. Wow, can't wait. That that, that sounds like a fantastic. That's, that's Hopefully, tradition. like the Masters, it, right? You can count on you can count on Argento at opening day and the Masters. Those are traditions. That's pretty nice. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to that for you. Like, I'm literally, uh, sincerely, uh, especially because there's going to be so much excitement. I mean, Yankee Stadium is going to be electric. And they'll lose. They'll 100% lose. Opening. <laughs> They're going to lose <laughs> opening day. Wait, real quick before we get back to the Yankees, I do want to talk about one guy who was a Yankee last year who's now met. Todd Frazier. Outside of the obvious things that we ne- we need to know about Todd Frazier. Can we rename this the Toddcast? The Toddcast? The sports blog New York Toddcast or just the Toddcast? Just the Toddcast. <laughs> Imagine we did a podcast specifically about Todd Frazier and only talked about how he met Derek Jeter and played in the Little League World Series. Todd's River, New Jersey. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> just did like history lessons on Todd Frazier's life. Just read his Wiki- <laughs> nah, just read his Wikipedia page. It's every podcast. I read mean, his Wikipedia page just says Tom Reserver, New Jersey, uh, Met Derek Jeter. Like, <laughs> that's, that's all it says. <laughs> but speaking of speaking of the guy, speaking. speaking of the guy who is going to be the third baseman for the Mets, uh, what do you think? Seeing him for the base, basically a half a year with David the Yankees. Wright? No, the Todd Father, Bobby Benilla. Yes. Uh, what what can you tell a Met fan to like sincerely expect for good and bad about Todd Frazier this year? Uh, he'll smack a couple dingers. Probably get you. Twenty-five to thirty. I mean, it's not the same. <coughs> excuse me. Uh, it's not the same hitters park that uh, Comerica. Not Comerica. Is that is that where the White Sox play? Comerica. The uh, yes. Yeah. Or is it like a U.S. Bank Stadium? Oh, it is now U.S. Cellular Bank. It used yeah. to be. No, it's Com- <laughs> Comerica might be Detroit. Actually, I don't know. I don't know. But uh, Cincinnati is the Great American Ballpark. Right. Okay. Kind of sounds like a selfish name. I don't think you can name yourself that. Actually, now that I think about it. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. What if you just built? I don't like the, the the Rangers is the ballpark at all Arlington. That always bothers me. Why does that bother you? That sounds know. kind of vintage to me. It, that's what, it, but it's not a stadium name. The ball, it's a ballpark. Yeah, but it's like you know, I don't know. It's, it's a Great city. American Ballpark. That's what. Uh, yeah, I know, but it's like it's just it's it's so like stuffy and. What not... about park? PNC Park. Park works for you. Park works for me. Park field and stadium work. That's but you... not ballpark. No, it's too much. It's what? Like, and it's not even it's 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 not even like all right Rangers ballpark. It's. The ballpark at Arlington is just uh, too too stuffy. It's just too unique. You don't get to be unique if you're the Rangers. You (laughs) you haven't earned that. (laughs) I don't think you could just call your own stadium the best. The Great American, like that's not. I'm with you on that one. I think we need to start a protest about this. Sure, let's start making some noise. Can we start doing uh, Change.org protests? Like where you just put it on the White House (laughs) website, they have to acknowledge it if you get like a hundred thousand signatures. Is that how it works? Oh yeah, they have to acknowledge it. That's (laughs) amazing. The White House. I think we should start this one. Yeah, well, I don't know it's about like, that. like, why did they get to just choose that Cincinnati has the best ballpark in America? There's no I, shot. I mean, we, we could do better ones. We could do, you know, like... It, no, I'm passionate <laughs> about this, okay? <laughs> Starting five minutes ago, I'm passionate have, about this. Petition to have Donald Trump say whether MJ is better than LeBron. <laughs> <laughs> People would 1,000% get behind that one. <laughs> and then he has, uh, I don't know. <laughs> He's going to... Well, oh, man. Honestly, though, he can go a so million funny. different directions right there. He would probably go MJ. He has to. I don't. I don't know. Or he I, might take. I'll tell you. I don't really care. Donald. Donald <laughs> might take LeBron just because uh, MJ crushed his Knicks. I'm, I'm assuming he was a Knicks fan because he was a New York guy. But yeah, it makes sense. I don't know. I don't think New Yorkers really like. No, LeBron. he's definitely not taking LeBron. They have Twitter beef. Do that? Yeah. Uh, I don't really think that. Like you know, you know how LeBron always says like like pe- um, uh, lion doesn't concern himself with the opinions of sheep. Yeah. LeBron. LeBron is is a sheep to to Donald Trump. Like. Uh, you know, like not. It, but he also he's had a, a direct c- call out with him. Yeah, but like so does everyone. Like I, I probably yeah. got a call out from Donald Trump. At some point. <laughs> uh, between Dave Portnoy and him, they they lead the league in call outs. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> um, back to baseball. You were talking about Todd Frazier, so we kind of understand what he's like with the the whole two fifty hit some dingers. Pretty good fielder. Do you think or do you buy into the fact that he's he such also walks a ton? That's nice. He I like, a like that. Yeah. Um, do you also buy into the fact that he's just fantastic human being that everyone says he is, and he really helps the morale of a team, professionalism? Yeah. Uh, yes, but I don't think that that's like I don't know. I only wa- I didn't watch a lot of White Sox games, obviously, but it's a lot easier to be the good clubhouse guy when they were you know playoff bound, you know 
a great team like that last year. With, like, year. nothing to lose, kind yeah, of. Yeah, it's, you know, it, this is what happened with the Giants two years ago. It's like everyone was great in the clubhouse, everyone loves each other, and they start losing, and Eli Apple all of a sudden is a sociopath. You know, it's like things come out of the locker room when you're, when you... Uh, you gotta be careful what you say with our guest coming on soon. I might have to ask I'm him about sh- that. I'm sure. That's a little tease about who the guest is. Tease, but I think you should ask that because I'm sure that he hates him too. I, think. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to ask that. Or I don't she, know. He or she hates him too. We'll see. I, I gotta see. We'll see. It's, it's, maybe. Probably not. <laughs> might be a guy in the Giants. Who knows? Oh. I don't know. That might it's not. It's not, though. It probably won't. It's not, though. We'll see. Maybe it is. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> that was weird. Uh, so, do you buy into Todd helping the team or not? Do you think he's going to help the Mets morale wise? You're, you're jumping around the question. I don't, but I don't think it's a it's a question you can answer because it depends if the Mets are good. I, I think that's a, just a fair. So, case. you think if the Mets are playing well, some credit will fall? Like, oh, Todd really is such a good locker room guy. And if the Mets are stinky to average, it's going to be like Todd. Todd's Todd. He's an average as heck yeah, the I baseman. Mean, he, you know, the, what did the morale do on the White Sox for all those years? They sucked. You know, like True. who who cared? Like it, you know, when it comes to the Yankees and everyone's when, young. When he was on the Reds, they were they were pretty solid though, right? That was when like the Votto Bruce thing was like a yeah. a good thing. Yeah, that's that's true. I yeah, yeah, they were good at that point. That's really that's 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 true. And that's something that it did happen. <laughs> you put my uh, you put my mind in a pretzel right there. There you go. Know, yeah, <laughs> maybe because there's pretzels to your left. Um, oh. All right, another guy I want to talk about. This guy's an in- pretzels in the microphone. This guy's an interesting guy. No, please don't chew pretzels in the microphone. Uh, this guy's this guy's another guy who has a name that people know. He's going to be playing first base for the Mets. It sounds like this team is almost back like five years in the past. But Adrian Gonzalez is the Mets' uh, first baseman as far as – oh, maybe not because Dominic Smith might win that job. Yeah, I think it's got to be Smith. I, maybe they're just doing that to spell him. I don't know. It's kind of, That's what I'm saying. It's kind of interesting. He was pretty vocal about being upset that he lost his role in Los Angeles, even though he got he pretty much got Wally Pipped, I guess. Who, he but, loses to Bellinger? Yeah, I mean, he yeah. was ridiculously on fire yeah. all year. But he's gonna have a down year. Adrian by the Gonzalez way. is almost Hall of Fame adjacent. Like he'll be, he'll make the ballot. I got, yeah, oh, he's gonna make the ballot. I got I got to take a look at his stats. Yeah, I, I I can't imagine that Adrian Gonzalez is Hall of Famer though. It doesn't seem like he wants to come here to just sit on the bench and be a pinch hitter. No, but you want that. I mean, you, 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 with the Mets, they don't have a lack of like willingness. Like everyone on that, like David Wright wants to play more than anyone has ever wanted to play in like the history of baseball. You know, willingness is one thing. Adrian Gonzalez can want to play all he wants, but if he's not doing well, he's not going to play, you know? Same for Dominic Smith. Same, but... I'm not, also surprised that you haven't picked up, uh, mentioned how he lost all this weight and whatnot, is in Dominic shape, Smith? and then he uh, was late to his first day of spring training. Dominic Smith? I, I don't know. <laughs> Honestly, like, you pick and choose what Mets stories you hear every year. It's because it's, it's, they're all... They're never good. It's I guess <laughs> I guess because I get those little random notifications on my phone that you don't like because you don't care about the Mets. No, he, uh, he like it's, it was Mets news. This is Mets news. Dominic Smith sets alarm for every twenty five minutes all night so he doesn't <laughs> that, wake up late for that's practice. That's a genuine again. notification you got. Yeah, I swear to God, <laughs> I swear. I got one the other day where from, Gary, actually from two different apps I got it also. I got one the other day where Gary Sanchez hit a ball so hard that he literally ripped the cover off. I him. got that one too. Yeah, so that's the kind of ones that I get. Well, I also. <laughs> Wow. Think about that difference right there. The juxtaposition. <laughs> I watched like BP for Judge and Stanton where they hit it out of the ballpark. Like that's the ones that I get nowadays. Uh, Everything's I, rainbow. I, all right. Beaches. All right. I can one up you right now. Okay. Well, I got one about Tim Tebow's batting practice. practice home <laughs> how, how you feeling now, you bro? You win already, yeah. How, how you feeling now? You win already. Also got an update that he uh, tripped over a sprinkler in the outfield and twisted his ankle. <laughs> I'm real? not kidding. Is that real? Super real. That is so real. I'm not kidding. 
<laughs> I wish I was kidding. That's incredible. <laughs> I really love that. I might just uh, sign up for Mets notifications on like ESPN and Bleacher Report just just to get these things. <laughs> it's pretty, like, now that I re- I never thought about it in this light of like because I actually get the Yankees and the Mets. I sign up for both. I can't believe the difference. Like right now, I never really thought about it like that. Uh, quick question before we hop back to the Yankees: um, Who plays more games at first base, Smith or Gonzalez? I'm gonna and, say, but I'm gonna. And whose end? Which would be better for the team? Like, you know, they might not be the same answer. They might be, but they might not be. I don't think Mickey Callaway is an idiot. He sounds like a pretty like I like everything that he said except for that you know um, the blue balls comment. But <laughs> get behind that. Yeah, I, <laughs> I can get behind some dry humps. Actually, if you're dry humping, you probably want to be behind it. Come on, it's a family podcast. <laughs> I Sorry. don't co-sign that. It's just it's dry. It's dry. <laughs> it's dry humor. Yeah. <laughs> um. I think both answers is Dominic Smith. I think I think you're gonna have him playing. You, I know he didn't have the greatest year when he came up, like well, last two months of the season or whatever it was last year. But he's uh, you don't give up on somebody after two months. Like that, there's plenty of people that need a year or two to develop. I mean, look at Aaron Judge. I, uh, if you didn't say it, I was about to. Yeah, I'm always gonna say it. I. Yeah, I like him. Okay, he's cool. He's pretty cool. Yeah, he is pretty cool. You know what's gonna be pretty cool? When Alec Argento is sitting in the bleachers with a beer. And the starting lineup gets called out, and they're standing along that baseline. You know what I'm saying? And you're going to have Judge and Stanton and Sanchez and some variation standing next to each other just, like, singing. That's going to be pretty cool for you. Yeah. Wait, they're going to be singing? I don't know. Mouthing the words, I guess, maybe. I don't know what they do. Some, I'm sure some of them sing during the anthem. Oh, they're talking about the players. Oh, you yeah, watch them? Yeah, yeah, so, you know. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, Is I it, always remember being a kid, like, you know, they, they pan across. on Because they only show the national anthem on, like, opening day and big days and stuff. And they pan down the thing. And like people like your aunt or my aunt, not either of our specific Both aunts, of our aunts but just game you've like, ever watched. like ants in general, just like they just like love it when somebody's mouthing the words because like they're in it. You know what I mean? If you had to name one player on the Yankees that you think would do that, who would it be? Right now? Yeah. There's a, there's a correct answer to this. Brett Gardner. Yeah, it's Brett Gardner. <laughs> Easy money with his bald head just <laughs> I, I don't, shining I, in the sun. I can't. I don't know that he does it. I but I know that he does it. Every he has game. to. Like, he has to mouth along, and he, you know he definitely like. Elbow somebody else if they're not doing it. Whoever's next. <laughs> I like that. What, like what roster battles do you have in, in for the Mets training, spring training camp? Um, it's basically who's going to fill in for Conforto until he's gone, and it's likely going to be Nimmo. Who's Conforto out for? Couple, I think a couple weeks. Not crazy. What happened to him? Uh, knee Jeez. back. I don't knee know. back. Something like that. Actually, it doesn't matter. But what it's only his knee back. It's a couple. Injuries? It's a couple weeks. You just you just put me on the spot, and I didn't know. But whatever. I don't really care. Sorry. No, I just know that he's out for a couple weeks, and I think Nimmo is going to be the guy who takes that spot for a bit because Lagares is banged up, and who the hell knows what's going on with him. Um, so it's probably Nimmo. We we'll get a little Nimmo action in our life. That's not bad. So I want I want to hop back to the Yankees though. What are you doing? I'm bringing sorry. the Mets back? You Do you know, care? Give the Mets fans what they want. We talked about the Mets for a little okay, bit. Fair enough. Yeah. I, like, I like the Yankees. Think about a, how many weeks we have until the actual season starts. This remember is a, last year this for funsies. Remember last year when you guys first started, when you started doing the pod, and you were like, "Okay, every week we're going to do a Mets grade and a Yankees grade," and then you realized you couldn't do that for much longer. Cause oh, it got <laughs> ugly so fast. <laughs> it got ugly really fast. That's funny that you thought about that because we really didn't keep up with it at all. No, because like <laughs> after like literally after one month, we're like, "Holy hell." This is new. This is terrible. Yeah, <laughs> we can't do it. Wasn't the, great. <laughs> yeah, it's like literally B pluses, A minuses versus. And that was when Aaron Judge was like hit like twenty home runs in the month of April last year too, and he like broke a record. Uh, speaking of Aaron Judge, you had some questions about the Yankees. That is a correct. That is that is a correct <laughs> statement that I that I like. Uh, all right, so this is what I want to ask you about. <laughs> Yankees lineup is really interesting to me. Sure. How it's going to break down and all that. 
do you think Brett Gardner being the leadoff hitter of the Yankees puts them in the best position to succeed? Uh, uh I don't know. <laughs> That's a fair question because like there's the there's the old school way of thinking and the modern way of thinking where. Modern way is like okay, let's put our best player bet them first because that's you know they'll they'll see more bats and uh, they have their best chance of getting on base and everything. So modern thing would be like okay, let's have Aaron Judge go there and, and, and start it. So I, I don't really know what Aaron Boone's gonna do. He's an analytics guy. Um, that being said, um, Brett Gardner is the old school one. You know, he's but he's just, isn't he also analytic friendly? I think Aaron Boone. No, Greg uh, Gardner. Yeah, he he he's totally analytics friendly. He's like one of the higher war players in the league, actually. Yeah, but like you wouldn't know that by watching Brett. Like you know, like he's I mean, he's slappy. Like he's slapping the ball. He's beating out. It's so weird though. It's just like how we were. Like I don't know. I'm still getting used to advanced analytics and in, in, in baseball. But like what we were always taught, like you know, average RBIs, runs, and everything like that. It just doesn't mean anything anymore. Like it really just couldn't couldn't matter less. The, the like, counting statistics. Yeah, like like. Like, Starlin Castro last year, like, I look at him like, okay, he was a 300 hitter. He had, like, 25, 30 home runs, whatever it was. No, he, he was a bad player last year. Like, it's like, I don't know I don't know how to make sense of that, but, but Brett Garner is, like, one of our better players in terms of uh, uh, advanced analytics. So, I guess you put him there. He gets on base. He doesn't really steal, steal ba- bases anymore, which always annoys me. That's we, not even important. Stolen bases are going by the wayside. It's crazy. Unless you're, like, well, a, a certain percentage. Unless you're, like, Billy Hamilton or something right. like that, who's still, like, 70 in like the Ricky Henderson type numbers, but that's all he can do. You know what? You want to know the guy who I'd put lead off? Yeah. Didi Gregorius. Uh, Didi doesn't walk like at all. And Didi never walks, so you can't do that. No, no. I just like his dynamic and getting I love him more. Didi. I just think I think in the idea of getting your best players more at bats, I do, I wouldn't buy into batting Judge lead off. Like I can I can get behind batting Judge or Stanton or Sanchez whoever's doing the best second. Like I get that. But the leadoff spot is a little more sacred for me. But I like the dynamic of him being able to drive the ball and just be an all-around good hitter I have a feeling, before though, those guys. But I also have a feeling like, I mean... Like, think about the protection that... Like, does Brett Gardner need protection? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. does he need the protection? But if you have DD leading off and then you have Stanton... Uh, or, like, Judge Stanton Sanchez, 2-3-4, that means you got like you have to pitch to DD to start the game. But I'll tell you who I think is going to be our leadoff hitter at the end of the season. It's probably going to be Glaber Torres because he hasn't, you know, he he makes solid. We don't have a lot of players who hit like for average, you know, or you know, just excuse me, can make solid contact contact hitters. Yeah, uh, and he also walks a lot, and you know, at least, these are all projections because you don't know what he's going to do in the majors. But he seems like the type of player that would be a perfect one or two hole kind of guy. So. Um, you know, we have him slotted in. He's probably going to spend a couple games in the minors uh, to start the season, so they get the Chris Bryant rule, so they get that extra year of control. Although the Yankees don't really do that, so I don't, I don't know. But um, Brian Cashman but, seems like he'd be on board for that. I don't really because <laughs> they have the money to do. It's like they never really have that issue. Um, but I, I think if they if they do it, it's probably because he needs some time left on the minors. I, I think he might just need that because I mean he missed, he played like twenty games in in AAA, and then he had that freak freak Tommy John surgery and. Mm. I uh, probably just need some time to acclimate and everything like that. But um, I, by the way, I think Tyler Wade is going to have a very, very good year. That was going to be my next question. Yeah, the Tyler Wade Brandon Drury duo that's now like Him second too. base, third base a little bit maybe. I don't even know. Maybe does Tyler Wade plays a little outfield? Yeah, Tyler Wade could play everything. Is he ever going to even need to play the outfield? Like you guys got 
a ton of outfielders. Like it's gonna be a little crazy. We have five what, outfielders, five like starting caliber outfielders. What what are the battles for the Yankees? Because there are actual meaningful battles of like who's gonna help this team uh, do the little things. And Drury, between Drury and Wade, is there one guy? Who, I think you might have just said it, but is there one guy who stands out between between those two? Well, it's not just that. I mean, you, you have a, you have a center field battle. You don't know if it's gonna be Hicks or Ellsbury. You really everyone's just assuming it's gonna be Hicks. I mean, Hicks only had a half one good half season in his entire career. Um, so there's a chance that that goes out to the wire. Um, second base and third base, there's like six people competing for those two for those two spots. So Miguel Andujar, Brandon Drury for third, and Tyler Wade also as well. Um, where and second base is also Tyler Wade, um, uh, Glaber Torres, and and, uh, and Danny Espinosa and Jace Peterson, and like all these guys they signed to minor league deals that are. You know, these people are going to show out in spring training. They're going to, well, at least they're going to try to to make the club because they don't have any other options. You know, right? So I, I think it's going to be fun. I, I think I think eventually, I think they're going to keep Drury for for uh, to play him around second and third. Although he's not really a good fielder, he played mostly second, like only second last year. Yeah, he came up. I think he came up as a third baseman and then mm. switched to second. But the, my well, he made th- ten errors last year. Why was yeah, that? So, so my why whole, were people acting like that's like some crazy extraordinary amount of errors? It is a good amount of errors for for a third baseman. I mean, well, Brian Cashman said on an interview with the K Show, he's like, "You you, you got to love that." What he said, by oh, the way, oh, I love it's, it's I love such, Cashman. Such a smart. We're, we're gonna get to him in a minute. Uh, but he what he said was like, uh, "Well, we everybody in the league knows that Arizona is the fastest infield in the league, so like those ten errors don't scare me at all." Yeah, but then he he booted one I think uh, on the first game, didn't really? he? Really? Th- oh no, maybe it wasn't him. Somebody somebody booted one the other day. Uh, I wasn't sure if it was him. I didn't have a sound on. Um, but uh, I, I what I'm just concerned confused with is like they they think that Miguel Andujar's bat is ready now, right? He's like the third third. He's like the third best third base prospect in all of baseball. So they think his bat is ready now and is a really really good bat, but they don't think his feeling is good. So Brandon Drury is. Is a lesser version of Miguel Andujar then. Like he he can't he doesn't field particularly well, but he um you know I guess he could hit for two two eighty something like that last year. He could slap the ball around a little bit with a little bit of pop. But if Andujar is already better at average, excuse me, at hitting and uh and his defense is is just as suspect as Drury, it doesn't really make any sense why they made that move, especially because they're probably just gonna get Machado next year anyway, and they're gonna have to Sheesh. push him to yeah. Let's not get there. Come on. We have a lot of baseball to play before we get there. It's always thinking about the future, man. I know. As and Cashman says, say, you're right. Yeah. Never satisfied. Exactly. That's what's so awesome about him. Oh, my God. We talked about it the other night. Um, so I uh, let's get to Cashman now because I have one thing I want to ask you at the end that I want to enter a little bit. But let's talk about Cashman right now. And uh, some juxtaposition works here very well again. Uh, Brandon, uh, Brian Cashman, very, very welcoming to the media. No, maybe not welcoming is the right word. Very willing to participate in interviews and hop on the K show. I'm sure he hops on the fan as well. Uh, he's ready to talk and he's prepared with answers and strategy and plan like a real leader, like a boss, you know? And the one thing he said that we kind of just alluded to when Michael K or Don Greg, I forget who said it to him went, Brian, are you, come on. Now you guys got this stacked team, stacked lineup. You're expected to be very good. Are you relaxing a little bit yet? Like, are you, are you enjoying it? And he was just like, no, like this is, I'm never satisfied. This is not over. I'm always looking to make the team better. I'm always looking to make moves and this and that. And I'm sitting there and my Mets fan pops out and goes, why does my team seem like, like they're fine? 
My team just acts like they're celebrating Todd Frazier and Adrian Gonzalez. Like that. The front, like, the, the front <laughs> office of the Mets act like they're chilling. They're doing the right thing. They're doing their, they're working hard by like thinking about their options. You know what I mean? Like they, they sometimes cite like, oh yeah, we've uh, we evaluated the free agency market, and it's a little bit different than we thought. So we're just gonna see what happens from here. Like. <laughs> They, they, that doesn't, that shouldn't pass. Like, how does that pass when you have Brian Cashman, who's basically the gold standard of general manager in the MLB right now, saying on live radio how he's never satisfied, always looking to make moves, yet the Yankees are still projected to be in the World Series or or near the World Series. Like, as a Yankee fan, having that on your side, do you do you get to do you feel like you appreciate it enough? Well, yeah, especially because I'm super cynical. Like when it comes to, Yankees. I, I think more so than most Yankees. Definitely, fans. I, you're like a Met fan. You're a, yeah. You're like a Met fan on the inside about the Yankees. Yeah, like, I just always think that they're gonna super fail. pessimistic, and yet Met fans are over here saying we're gonna make the wild card. Like, yeah, you know what I'm saying. So for it's like, really flipped with for you. him to be like, well, he's like, you know, what about these expectations? Like, listen, we are we are the defending wild card winners. Like, we're we didn't win the division last year. We're gonna. Focus on winning the division this year. And then from there, we're going to focus on going to the World Series. And from there, we're going to go focus on winning the uh, uh, making the World Series, then winning the World Series. And that's how I think. It's like everyone is just crowning and anointing them the AL East winners. The Red Sox are still a really good team. like they And the defending AL East winners. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, they got a little bit better, too, with a guy called J.D. Martinez, who is one of the best power hitters in the game, which is the one facet that they – so sorely needed last year was power hitting, and he hits he hits the Yankees very well too in his career. So, I uh, I I'm not incredibly confident that the Yankees are going you know going to be the World Series winner this year like everyone else. So to hear him just reinforce that like we know that too we we know that we can't just rest on this we have to con- constantly fluidly make this team better from now throughout the season after the season. It's never it's never done. You can't rest on your laurels because that's how you get caught. You know, it's Popovich esque. That's what I heard when I heard Cashman's interview. I just thought of Greg Popovich and how, and even Bill Belichick. It's like Bill Belichick wins the Super Bowl and they ask him a question at the podium and he goes, "Yeah, I'm already behind on next year." Like that's Brian Cashman in a nutshell. Yeah. And that's having that as your fearless leader must must be so nice. Like, you know, I never thought I would be excited about the Mets bringing back Omar Minaya, but they brought him back, and, like, I was pumped because that guy always had it, like, he was always trying to do something. Like, you can always question— That's how I know you're a good Mets fan because a lot of people are just hating on you. I think Omar Minaya was a, was a great reason. Absolutely. Though. Like, he he did a lot—he tried to—he to, to he had plans and tried to act on them and execute them. Sandy Alderson's like, all right, when something happens, like, we'll, we'll maybe put our—we'll take our swing. You know what yeah. I mean? Like he's not actively out there. Like it doesn't seem like it, at least. No. And if he does it on the on the back burner and just lets it fly, like and doesn't put it in the media, sure, good for you. But I'm not gonna give you the benefit of the doubt with the performance of the team and the moves that have not been made. So it, I just see Brian Cashman. I get jealous, and I think of I think of the best around. Yeah, it's nice, and he doesn't get he doesn't have like the media circus that like like Theo Epstein will get or something like that. So it's nice to just be able to low key have like the that best might be team. coming. Those like you know how Theo he was the guy to feature like you know let's do a feature well, story on Theo Epstein. He was also a young cool guy too. Right. That was the thing. With and Theo a weird was, guy. He's the weirdest guy in the world. How he, you ever hear the stories where you would just follow people home? After you the love games? that story. I love it. It's, it's he, like I love how you you're just that big of a weird. Give a guy. give like a thirty not like yeah give a thirty second rundown of that story. He was just just in case no one knows. He would like go to the games and wear like a fake outfit like uh, mustache like uh, very Bobby Valentine esque. And he would always say that he didn't 
know how to uh, like be with other people. He be social. Just, yeah, be social and just relate to other people. So he would go to the games and then just follow families back to their home. And they didn't, they didn't know that he was following them, and he would just watch them be living normal lives. <laughs> and he was saying this, I think, like a GQ. It kind of sounds like a horror movie. Yeah, he was, he was telling this like in a GQ interview. I was like, this is great. <laughs> and he also leaves clues around and then murders people like a serial killer. Yeah, and then he got to the point where he was saying that if you open up his closet, there's a lot of books about baseball and human skins. And <laughs> so the for, great. For mal- formaldehyde. Um, <laughs> obviously, we... How Bluff how much there. a body can handle torture before you kill it? Like it, it's like all right, Theo. This is a GQ interview. <laughs> all right, so maybe we uh, extended that that story too far, but uh, yeah, you got the point, right? Oh, uh, you don't think Cashman will be that a little bit of that guy this year? Now all these moves are made, he might get more calls about being that feature guy. You know, I don't know because I just found out the other he's not day, flashy. I just found out the other day that Brian Cashman had a really messy divorce and he was dating this like twenty year old girl. And uh, she he broke up with her and she stalked him and like and you don't like this happened years ago like two years ago nobody knew about this because wow. he's just not he's just not a, like a sexy uh, guy to feature on to things like yeah so uh, <laughs> but cool the Brian Cashman you know has he used to have a twenty year old uh, ex girlfriend you know good for him oh yeah, yeah, yeah that's real cool <laughs> he's aged so much in the past like two years that's because he probably doesn't sleep doesn't that sleep. dude clearly doesn't sleep well like he I mean maybe he maybe he's one of those nuts who like goes to bed exactly at the same time like, he might be that guy and like actually get his sleep but also I don't think so <laughs> like he's you he guys out of his mind a little Brian bit. Cashman definitely says like how much he works out. When he what he doesn't tell you is he just goes on the elliptical at five thirty in the morning and for like half hour and that's the end of it. That's definitely the type of guy he is. Yeah, nah. <laughs> he's I don't very think so. rigid, but like he wants to tell you what he's doing, but he doesn't tell you exactly what he's doing. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So that's another MLB outsider theory right there. <laughs> you might have to start your own strand of the podcast, I'm telling you. Um I just but talk to myself about these things. <laughs> you don't even need guests, it's just you and yeah. you. I'll come on here and just produce. I won't even say <laughs> just anything. Just listen. <laughs> uh so we're sitting at like forty five minutes right now, and yeah. I have one thing that I want to ask you. So we already talked about how you're a little bit more of uh, trying to be really realistic about the Yankees. A little bit, what was the word you use? Cynical? You're a little more cynical yeah, about the I'm Yankees? I'm always cynical. So it's the Knicks fan in me. All these people who are anointing the Yankees and saying World Series are busts, which is a phrase that uh, annoys some. But it is World a, Series or bust. It's a World Series or bust attitude for the Yankees, right? So what is the biggest thing that scares you about this team? Whether it be rotation, lineup, depth, whatever it may be, what scares you the most about hindering the team's success? Everything on this team, everything is a question mark in my opinion, except for like three players. I mean, the so rotation all right. Is, well, if you feel that way, I'll, first start off by saying who who the question not question marks are not. All right, so Sanchez is our best hitter. Okay. Okay. Semi hot take, but I love it. No, Sanchez is by far our best hitter. I think in regular circles, people would put him third because they don't. Watch because people are day. just worried about power, but he 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 just smokes balls every time he, he comes to the plate. Right. Um, Judge is probably going to regress. You got to think so. Wait. So wait. Wait. Who are the two other non-question I th- marks? I think you know what you're going to get out of Didi. Okay. Didi's going to be a little bit better than he was last year. Um, and I think I think Severino is going to be as good as he was last year. Stanton, you're not putting in as a non-question. Stanton, Stanton is going to he's going to regress too. He's never had a season like that. He's going to be good. He's not going to be great like that. I okay. Mean, I, I think that's, 
But I think it'll be worth so the he's, money. Stanton's not a, a true question mark, but you're not chalking him up as like he's going to do exactly right. what he did last year. Right. But if you if you look around, our our rotation is so boomer bust, just like it was last year and the year before. Two two years ago, our rotation was bust. It was the same. It was an identical rotation the next year, and it was a boom. You know, this year could be any uh, any which way. Greg Bird is such a question mark. I, I would love to be confident in him, but he's never really done anything outside of September and October in his entire career uh, for the three years he's been here, been here. Aaron Hicks has had one good half his entire career, and we got him for peanuts because he was a bust in Minnesota. Um, you know, uh, All right. we, we're going to have two. Let's, let's put it like this. Oh, wait, wait. Okay. The biggest thing, though, people, people don't really acknowledge, though, is that our infield is going to be two, most likely two rookies uh, and and a first baseman that's barely played in three years, and then Didi Gregoris, who's really good at defense. So you, that just the infield defense alone is going to be suspect with rookies. I mean, I don't know. It worries me. All right, so rank these things in where like the worry in the worry level. Like give the give your worry rankings for these four things: pitching, defense, offense, and Aaron Boone. Oh yeah, it's Aaron Boo is number one. He worries the hell out of me. I think he's gonna be a horrible manager. I I think Girardi was such a good manager. I don't know why they let him go. Um, then I'm not too worried about defense. I am worried about offense. I, well, to the extent where it's not gonna be as good as everyone makes it out to be. It's gonna be a good offense. Don't get me wrong. It's gonna be top five offense. But people are saying it's gonna be the next Murderers Row. You know, or the next '98 Yankees or something like that, where uh, they just you can't get an out there. It's not gonna be as good as that. Um, and then pitching and then defense, but those are big, all, all four of those are worries of mine. I mean, I could be wrong. I hope I am. It, it very well could be bad, wrong takes, but yeah, they're worries. I think in your idealistic world, you'll eat these words in a heartbeat and oh, say yeah. that you're wrong, but you're, you're not acting like there's just surefire, you know, just a hundred wins coming your way. Yeah, That's how I feel. Um, I don't know the and we're also saying that Glaber and 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 Miguel Andujar like when they come up they're gonna be great like they're gonna have a while before they get decent. Or who knows? Maybe one will be great and one will be trash. You know, more than likely, there's a good chance that both of them suck. <laughs> Statistics would probably lead to the fact that one of them will be like good and one might not be. Yeah, I mean, one of them just might be a guy who starts. Right. You know, most I feel like most players in the, in baseball were like top prospects at some point. Not everyone's great. Some people just make it. <laughs> yeah, so for sure. I appreciate that in you because uh, it's tough hearing a lot of Yankee fans being so confident and you got like it's hard to just say like oh you, like you you can't be confident because like sometimes my I think this way. It's like, you can't be that confident because it just seems like every time there's one surefire favorite it never goes as planned. You know, like yeah. that's that's like a, a non-scientific theory right there that kind of just is thought. Like last year, everyone's like, oh, the Cubs are surefire back in the World Series last year, and they limped into the playoffs. Like yeah. they hardly made it and then struggled through, throughout the playoffs. They're going to be a lot better this year, though. Right, because like they were probably so just mentally exhausted. Like the city was probably mentally exhausted, and the Yankees had a pretty spectacular season last year, and there may be some mental exhaustion throughout that team. It's a pretty different team than it was last year. It's pretty different. There's a lot of new faces there. Uh, Which would definitely be helpful for the energy purposes. I guess, but I mean, you're losing a lot of veterans. Your your manager is... The, the Aaron Boone being the manager is just worries the hell out of me. I mean, granted, his father is in his ear, and he was a... I, I don't even know what Aaron... Was he a good manager, his father? like, Or was he just a manager? I'm not, I'm not <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, I, I just know that his father was a manager. I don't know that he was good or not. I never really hear I always liked Brett Boone better. 
His his son is in the minors. There's gonna be another generation of uh, of Boons. Nice, good for the Boons. Be, the, the only fourth generation. I think they're the only third generation now, but I think they'll be the only fourth generation too. Al Leiter's nephew is uh, in the Phillies. Oh, okay. that. I mean, Vladimir Guerrero's son is. is oh, isn't he nasty? Yeah, and so is um, Fernando Tatis. Yeah, I, told, I, t- I I think I snapped you that. The Shout other out day. Fernando Tatis. Did he hit like two grand slams once for the in Mets? one inning? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> one of like the four or five MLB players to ever do such a thing. Yeah, I, I knew there was a random fact against. I think it was like against like Chen Ho Park too. I don't know why I remember. There's some. Like this. There's like some weird part of a Met fan that looks positively of the Fernando <laughs> Tatis era, even though he was good for like two weeks twice. But you know his, what I mean? His like, son is supposed <laughs> to be legit. His son's supposed to be one of the the, uh, the best prospects in baseball. Good for him. Man. Black- so, Vladdy's son is going to be even better than Vladdy. I heard. Now. I heard Vlad Guerrero's son's legit. I can't wait. And even though he's going to be in my division, I just love to hear something like what that. What squad is he with? What? What squad is he with? Blue Jays. Good for him, man. All right, that's fun. Uh, all right, dude, that's good stuff. I just want to ask you real quick. So it's too early for legitimate predictions, but since it's at the end of the podcast, and I'm just going to make you throw out like a two-word statement here, uh, where did the Yankees finish in the division? Think what they, your, what's I your think cut they get they they win the division, but hey. skin of their teeth though. I think the Red Sox, it's going to be probably a, a carbon copy last year, just with reverse with the Yankees Red Sox. How the Yankees just missed out on the division, but we're a really good team. Yeah. Yeah. And what about the Mets? I see the Mets coming in third in that division. I'm pretty big on the Phillies this year. Do you think the Mets play meaningful baseball at the end of the summer? Like where yes. they're where they're yes. around the I wild think they card. Could be, just around it. Not near, but around. I think they're going to be fighting for the second wild card. In fairness, like ten teams can fight. Like, you for just sure. have to be around five hundred to be in consideration for that. So you don't think the Mets are going to be walking garbage? I don't think they're going to be above five hundred at the end of the year. I think they're not going to be too far below. Okay, teetering five hundred and a Yankee division title. I like it. I think that sounds pretty realistic for me. Uh, um, and and I think what do you think? I can see the Mets being good though. Set your own odds. Don't don't do sure. Vegas odds. What's the odds the Yankees uh, win a hundred games? Uh know how odds work. Make them however you want. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to say... I mean, do percent. I don't yeah, care. I'm going to say there's like a 20% chance. Ooh, that's a little low. I think people would take that. Take those odds. The, it's Paul, hard, you taking it, those odds? No way. Wow. It's hard, though. I mean, like, the, the, the Orioles stink. The Rays really stink. The Rays do stink. Dick Vitale's furious. Yeah. You heard about that? How funny is it that he's like a spokesman for the, the Tampa? That. He's like a big Tampa Rays like season ticket holder. Him and nobody else. He made <laughs> he made like this whole stink on his Twitter. But posted a video of him screaming because they they uh, traded away all their players and stuff. And it was kind of it was kind of not a big deal. If, there, if there's Florida baseball in five years, I'll be shocked. Really? I'll be shocked. That's crazy to say out loud. It's crazy. They, they they've tried for years and there's just they. they They've had winning seasons. They've had World Series bound teams. They have one World Series in the two. One. Yeah, well, two I'm, World I'm saying Series. between the Rays and the, and the Marlins. The Marlins have two. Yeah, and the, and the Rays went to the World Series right. once. Yeah, uh, and it just doesn't even matter. They can't get a fan base. Crazy. Even, I, I I think I was listening on on the K show the other day, and they were saying um, like even with when the Rays were in the World Series, they still had like the tenth worst um, attendance in the whole league. Crazy. Just nobody wants to watch foot baseball in, in Florida in a dome. In a dome. Yeah. Ugh. Even though probably it's really, it's, it's really humid in Tampa. But yeah, but it's, you don't want to watch baseball indoors. It's just no. who the hell wants to watch that? Unless you're in, in Minnesota, and now they don't even have a dome anymore. Well, Tor- Toronto gets good attendance. That's their national team. Like They have no other team there anymore. For baseball. Yeah. Yeah, that's all they got. I mean, it's all Toronto has. It's not like... Ooh, Raptors. No, I'm saying for baseball. Like, what, what other yeah. teams... What Montreal people aren't... Are they driving to Toronto? I don't know. I don't know. 
I don't know how Canada works. I assume, <laughs> I assume everything is is right next to Alaska <laughs> and, and is all Toronto. Not close. <laughs> Not even close. All right, yo. You uh, since you did the intro, I think it's only fair if you just take us out here. I don't, I don't, what do you do for the outro? My name is Alec Argento. I'm Pete Kennedy. See you later. Not bad. <laughs> I guess. I don't know what to do there. <laughs> <laughs> don't forget to subscribe, rate, review. Oh, iTunes Apple Podcast. You know what I'm saying? Google Play. Sportsblognewyork.com. At SportsblognYC. You guys, wait, oh, you know what I found out? What? Uh, Hurry from, up. From Barstool. If you give us all really crappy reviews, we could still climb up the ratings. So if you give us like 20,000 one-star reviews, we'll take it. Really? Yeah. I mean, one star is better than no stars, right? Yeah, it's all about activity. The, That's the, what I'm the, saying. The formula's broken, so. Oh, let's get it. Yeah, so you could rate us whatever. Give us two stars, maybe. I don't care. Whatever. Okay, love you. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>